So welcome back, everybody, and I appreciate the love and the support, and I appreciate the comments, actually, and the, the, the DMs I've been getting of people that have uh, watched my show and realised that, you know, doing this sort of thing for free and stuff like that and doing this sort of thing on a platform I am to help people and putting people in connections and places, it feels great, and the messages I get from people are just... It's, it's, I appreciate I appreciate everything, but tonight's guest, I'm blessed to have on the show, to be honest with you. He's went from working as a customer service advisor at Lidl to working at IMG as a digital advantage trainee to an assistant producer at IMG. Now he works for Amazon as an assistant producer at Amazon Tennis, which is absolutely incredible. It's Dami Sani. Hello, thanks. How are you, mate? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. So... Your 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 line of working has been has been in, incredible to be honest with you, and that's what made me want to get you on the show as well. It's just because to go from working there to then working at, I you know how everything you've done to Amazon. How how what what was there a switch when you were working at Lidl that you decided like I want to pursue my kind of like dream to work in the media, or was that the kind of like a stepping stone? Um, well, two things before I got to say this. Um, I'm actually a freelance by Amazon. Um, all right okay probably, yeah <laughs> I didn't change LinkedIn but obviously I still work I'll be going there this weekend and next weekend as well so mm. and um the second thing is like <laughs> you think I just put like the work history like little onwards I think but like even before little was like I worked in I've I'm one of like the very few people who has worked in uh Sydney World View and Odeon oh wow Wow. So, yeah, I worked in B and Q. I've worked at Domino's Pizza. Oh, like <laughs> shout out yeah. Domino's Pizza. I've, I've worked everywhere, but I don't know. I mean, so it's probably so when I was at Lidl, I mean obviously I I I'd finished university and I was obviously just working in Lidl and I like my goal was to always just think, obviously Lidl actually paid good wages. So if anyone wants to like if you're in between like what you want to do in life but still want to earn a decent wage and nothing too serious i'd actually work in the supermarket because actually especially did because i think at the time it was like 11 pound an hour something mm. something stupid like that so i was like and it could be more now but um yeah i just said to myself i always want to make sure that this is just something this is temporary and where i want to be i was always thinking about where i want to be even if it was like nice it was like, i know in the next like few months i'm not going to be here so i just said to myself you always got to think positive thoughts and you know people think like you got to put stuff out in the universe and that's just what i did like every single like even during my time of little i had interviews here and there and i wasn't getting lucky and i said you know what i just gotta just go again just keep mm -hmm. going and keep going until something comes up and something did so yeah it's it's it, i think that the fact that you know as you as you're saying you went from these jobs but you knew that that's not that wasn't going to be like the rest of your life type thing and that there has to become a, a mentality that um whether it comes from um you know your dad or your mom or you know anybody that's around your family where did you get that mentality like this is just a stepping stone to where I want to be because a lot of people don't have that type of mentality where did you get that from or is it just genuinely like a uh you kind of developed it yourself I think it's a bit of both I mean my parents are Nigerian and you know, I don't know if you have any Nigerian friends or you know any anyone, but I do, yeah, I have two of them. Yeah, it's like I was born in England, of course, but my parents they were actually born in Nigeria. So like the work ethic they have and my dad still has to this day, like you sort of just mirror that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like 
you know sometimes there's always that thing that oh don't tell your kids to read if you just read a book they'll end up reading it so mm-hmm. things are sort of like well my dad's always going out working like long hours or whatever and you just sort of just you just get that you just grab that you just like you know what like you just got to just put your sleeves up and just get get to it I mean there's no there's no I remember my dad is a minicab driver and he still had five miles to feed that's different level of pressure like honestly and for me I was just like I don't even have kids now so I just need to imagine if I had the same work ethic as he had then and I have no like kids to do it so I know I'll be even more further along than I want to be so you gotta put in the work man there's no like you can't be lazy at all because nothing comes to you when you're lazy you know yeah that's wow five mouths to feed and wow Mm. that's that's taking me back a little bit because I always looked at I I was just brought up by uh, my mum. I don't actually have a, a you know a, a father figure you could say so my apart from my big brother, but my uh, my my mum had my me my brother and my sister and me with you know the dyslexia and dyspraxia and stuff like that. I always looked up to her and like man you work she worked um, half two till ten and then ten till seven and then would sleep for like six hours and then did the same the same every single day for maybe. Well, I'm 26 now, so she must have done that for 12 years. So she she's she's a hard working woman. My mom's my mom's like she won't watch this, but shout out, mom. She won't she doesn't watch yeah. my stuff, but shout out her. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can I can relate to how you know you must have felt. So, but I kind of felt a um, a slight bit of pressure. We'll, we'll go we'll go back. We'll knock when I was maybe 17, 18. As when I well 16, 17, 18, I kind of realized that I, I was like man my mom works all these hours to put to pay for you know to pay for the house that we used to stay in and to pay for the car she had and all sorts pay pay for all my food and stuff so and I felt pressure to actually do well at school and I felt pressure to do well at college and do well at everything I've done did you have you ever felt that type of pressure yourself yeah I think a lot of the with Nigerian culture a lot is that education is like a massive thing Mm. um like does probably around like 2009-10 time when like everyone was going to university uh it was just like my dad's like just go to university like he didn't even care what I even studied like just go to university because it was just like a no one could ever take your degree away from you at, at the end of the day so you just like just go to university just like figure it out and whatever and just just go off and just study do whatever you want to do even if it's like even my first year university like I think I was doing advertising then I switched to TV production but you just like at least you've like switched to something you want to do so yeah that's that's yeah I mean again having that him having that um that attitude to just be like yeah as long as you get a degree and you know as long as you're doing what you want to do that's fine a hundred percent that's and a lot of people a lot of people don't actually get the the chance to have stuff like that to be honest with you but um yeah let's you know you know shout shout out your amazing dad I just want to say that because that's awesome <laughs> and obviously your mom as well but because we're talking about your dad your amazing dad but um yeah getting back to your um I was pulling it up here getting back to you know you went from you know you're saying uh B&Q and uh Cine World and Odeon and all that sort of stuff to then Lidl to then IMG so how did you jump from um working at Lidl to working at IMG what was the transaction like there so to be honest, I, I was like, I mean, you've probably heard this like phrase before, like sowing the seeds. Mm-hmm. So like after I did my master's, I did my master's in broadcast journalism, wow. uh, I got in touch. Like we had to do like a 
part of the like degree you had to do like a I think that 10 days like work experience anywhere mm-hmm. like in a broadcast environment so like I started talking to people at university just network a little bit and I I got this guy's number and he got me in touch with someone that um talk radio at first mm-hmm. and then like when I was there I talk radio like I talk sport was right next to it yeah, so I yeah. just I mean we talk to people and whatever and then you just start talking to hey I'm into sport football blah 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 and then yeah, so I, I did that for like a year. It was like a social media intern for like a year for free. Yeah. Um, and then I did some stuff for Press Association. Like, uh, I think like it was actually a mix, actually, is that like sport culture, like entertainment. I did that for a week. Um, and obviously, Arsenal, I, I did some stuff for Arsenal as well for like half a season. I guess it would have been like three years ago now uh, for free. So all of that was for free. Like, that's just internships. So when it got to actually applying, when I was earlier applying for jobs, it was like, it was, I was already doing things in the field anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's that thing where people said like, don't wait for opportunity to come to you. You have to create it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to just like be in Lidl, apply for jobs and do nothing. Like I was still, anytime I had time off from Lidl or whatever job I had, uh, I'd go and work for free somewhere. You know, there was even one day I was at B&Q and then, I called in sick because I had an, like a one day work shadowing uh, one girl. She was doing like, a, I think it was women's football that day. So I had to go to Reading. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember calling in sick and I was just like, and I, I was just free, mm. you know? So it's, it's just when you're already in the field and you're sort of, like there was even one time I was at Arsenal and uh, I forgot what his name is now. And then I saw him at TalkSport and he's like, wait, I remember you. I was like, yeah, he's like, wow, you're really serious. And I was like, yeah, I am. He's just like, wow, just keep keep going. Hmm. And that was, again, working for free. I think a lot of people, um, they don't see, they don't, I'm not afraid, they don't sort of like appreciate the opportunity that they're in hmm. if there's no money attached to it. And I never saw that. For me, it was TalkSport, which is a big radio broadcaster. Yeah, and it'll be great on my CV. Mm-hmm. Arsenal, Arsenal, everyone knows who Arsenal. Even if you don't watch football, it'll be great on my CV. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would why wouldn't I? Even if it is for free, why wouldn't I do that? There's even one time in talk, talk sport, I like I had to I got a bus to Central London. I'd walk from wherever the bus stop is to the actual place. It's like another like forty five minute walk. And like to me, I was just like, this is an opportunity. I'm going to take it and get run of it in it. So I'm not going to just like let it go just because. They don't pay me like it didn't even pay my travel. I didn't even ask for them to pay for my travel. I didn't care. I was just like the fact that you've allowed me to even like just take part. I'm happy, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Shout out um Semi Mr. Simeon, right? Who works at Talk Sport, who might watch this, you never know. I actually spoke to him uh, a couple uh but two or three weeks ago. Just shout out him, amazing man. But yeah, I think that you know the fact that um I personally admire that like really do because as as we spoke about before the podcast um that I actually do a lot for free myself so I I'm, I value that but I've spoken to people before that um are like but you do that for free who pays for your fuel who pays for this who pays for that and I'm like but the college pays me money like I'll do stuff I'll I'll get a job that I really don't want to do but I, I know I need to do it to then put me in the position to be able to work for free I mean working for free has something that everybody will know 
watching uh, the podcast, any episode, any episode that anybody I've spoken to up to now, spoken to up to now, has worked for free. Like anybody, it's not. It's not as if it's the uh, a new thing people are hearing. But yeah, you're right. I think it comes down to like um, it's knowing that people people you know want to get paid the big money, and I always relate back to you know they put cele- how much celebrities get paid online and stuff like that. Like they're like, look at how much this celebrity gets paid you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds a year, but it's like, you shouldn't really be putting that out there because then somebody that wants to be in the industry is going to be like, how come he gets paid, you know, you know, you know, I don't want, you know, just say like a hundred grand a year, but then why am I getting paid nothing? It's like, but you don't know that guy worked for free for 10 years. And then for example, it's like, they they literally put him in that place. Like he probably volunteered from 16 to, you know, my age, 26, then had other jobs. And then it put him in a position. People don't realize that you can't just walk into a multi-million pound job or you know 100,000 you know however much it means job you literally need to put in the time then the effort and stuff but it always makes me laugh when I need to say that to people because I'm like I should you, you shouldn't need to tell people that but you know they do and I think that um it's very admirable of yourself to be honest with you the fact that you do you did all that stuff for free and um yeah I, th- I think yeah I want I want I want to say good on you to be honest with you um yeah, but I mean uh, just to finish the answer. Sorry, I, I remember the the second part of your question. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's all good. That's how it actually led me to Andrew because what I actually got, like I said, I was applying for. So I think I applied for Channel Four. I got to that the group stage. I didn't get through. I applied for a perform group. I didn't get through. Uh, even I just ended up freelancing there. But um, so when I actually got to the IMG interview, I was just like, you know what? I have all this experience. You know. I have all my, my, my portfolio of course as well. I just said, let me just go for it. And each stage I kept getting like, oh yeah, you're going to the next stage, you're going through the next. I was just like, oh wow, okay. I, I just like, you just, I just felt like, wow, I've never been this far before. No matter how many I got, it, I, was, I was just happy. So I was just like, you know what? Like this is everything in the last like four or five years. And it's come down to this. And even when I was in the internship, it's just taken everything by, that's what it's spent. <laughs> it's taking everything by the horns and just mm. whenever they gave me an opportunity to do something, I just said, yeah, I'll do it. And if, and if, if it, even if they wanted me to like stay extra, so even if they didn't want to stay extra, I said, no, I'm staying extra. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to tell me that. Like, so even when I was there, it was always like, do you guys need any help with anything? Like, so yeah. And again, that's, that's, I mean, the, I, the, the thing is that, um, you know, I got told this saying from a, I mean, you could kind of say he was a mentor and you could kind of say he still is a little bit. Um, I don't I haven't spoken to him since, you know, before this whole stuff happened about two years ago. But, you know, he always did the thing is the thing is that is see all these little things. It's what he said to me personally. He was like, see all these little things you do, Kyle, for free. You help me. Out. I mean, I was a doorman, but I was um, I was picking glasses up. I was moving chairs. I was putting people down, setting people at their desks, um, their desk tables. I was, uh, for example, if there was... Um, if there was a bunch of girls there maybe like two or three just to make sure they got to a taxi all right I'd walk about five minutes with them to a taxi walk back and all this sort of stuff and he was like to be honest with you he was like, you don't even need to do that you're meant to be here but the fact that you do do that that'll put me in a good position and he ended up and um, I used him as a reference I used him as a reference once and didn't even think of anything and he gave me that such a good reference that the rep the company didn't actually bother contacting anyone else just used him and he he contacted me and said it's because you did all these things for free we admired that as a company when, you know, there was people that get paid to do that job. But I thought, no, because they're, you know, not valuing it. And I, I valued it. But I, I think that there is a sense of um, working for free that actually makes you feel good as well. 
like oh, it'd be 100 i think that that there's 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 um I think that with my with my work and you know yourself and that that I think it's doing stuff that you're not going to tell anybody that's what you're doing like you're not going to tell anybody you're really you know you're not going to tell like anybody out there the broadcast that oh I'm staying half an hour later or nothing like that it's like no it's just keep that to yourself because if you start broadcasting it it doesn't it kind of looks kind of wrong in a way um but I, I yeah I think that the fact that you actually would stay back and then you know be like I'm going to work half an hour longer for example sake and uh, or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that take that extra step that's probably what's you know I've been a stepping stone to put you in the position you're in personally I personally would have said but how um of of a uh, of 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 all things um before we get into Amazon I'm curious to talk about that um, of all things, right? I'm curious. What, 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 what? Like, what gives you the drive, um, every single day to, um, you know, be in the career, the type of career you're in, versus like a norm, what I call the normal nine to five lifestyle. What, what gives you the drive to do that? Just the, my passion for sports, really. I mean, I even got offered to do um some like cycling highlights, and I'm not, not a massive fan of cycling, but I, I love sports. So I was like, oh, well, you know. It's just taken before I did the shift. It's just taken like probably like an hour or two before just to see who the, the top riders are of the day, to see who's like top of the, see who's like the, the contenders and stuff like that. I just I just love sport to be honest. So that's that's the biggest thing, you know. Once you're passionate about something, like like we were saying before, it's not going to be work. Just working for free. I didn't feel like it was work. It's just this is fun. So yeah, yeah. Yes, whatever sport I was, I was happy just to be in any environment that's, that involves sports and media or sports and technology sort of thing so yeah yeah did you play any sports yourself or do you play any sports currently yourself i mean i like uh like organized sports i used to play football uh back in the day uh i played for like three years like under 16 to about under 18 and um i was actually gonna try out for Watford, but i got injured sadly and um what happened? uh it's just like a hamstring Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, nah, no, nah, I don't play. I live in the side anymore. But uh, there was one time I could have played for Tottenham growing up, but my parents are very religious growing up, so sadly we didn't get a chance. I think they wanted us to come like every Friday, but that was like massive. Like we used to go to church from like seven pm to midnight back in the, back in the day. So like sadly we couldn't. Um, but yeah, that's, I played a bit of basketball at university, but that was just for fun. And uh, obviously now the weather's a bit better now. I've been like picked up tennis again now. Um, so yeah, but, but I'd say like, and I play a little bit of basketball here and then with my little brother. Yeah, football was my main sport though. Yeah. Well, um, so, you know, getting get into tennis, because you did bring up a, a good thing there is that you, you know, you play tennis. What was it just, uh, again, because you obviously love sport, it's, it's very clear you love all sports, which is, you know, quite like myself, I'm quite a, a, a competitive person. So if somebody asks me to play, like, for instance, I used to play badminton. Um, and uh, when somebody asked me to play badminton, um, I could, they were like, let's just have a friendly game. Calm down, you know, don't, don't, ch- don't, don't go mental. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. But if they were winning, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I was losing it. I was yeah. shouting. I was screaming. I was like, no, I need to win this. And you can't beat me. And I was like, rematch, 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 rematch. But are you quite a, are you quite a competitive person yourself? Yes, like some... When I when I have to be, yeah. Because obviously when you're in a sports environment, I mean, you don't it's not like you can compete with other people in the company sort of thing. You just like for example, if we're doing like basketball highlights, everyone has a game. 
Mm. And then sometimes we're at different times anyway, but like you just, if five people had a game at eight o'clock, it's not like, oh, who finishes first or who finishes just whatever, like shit. Mm. So I, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to sports, I can be competitive, of course. I played table tennis with my mate the other day and like, I was so annoyed. <laughs> I was because so he beat me. I think like when you play table tennis, you can do like up to 11 and 21. So he beat me up to 11. I was just like, no, no, no. Let's play to 21. He beat me, guys. It's like, but yeah, yeah, I mean, what I have to be, yeah, of course. But, you know, sometimes you got to dial it in because, you know, it's, I'm not sure if you saw the um, the uh, Michael Jordan documentary. I did, yeah. What amazing. That was amazing to me. It's like, I, I know if I had been Michael Jordan's teammate, I wouldn't have been annoyed at his level of competitiveness. Mm. Firstly, I have an African dad. I just throw that in there. But secondly, I want to win. Mm. So if he yelled at me, swore at me, called me names, cool. When it got down to the war, let's go. Like, mm. you're doing it for a reason, isn't it? So, like, I don't mind that, but it just depends on the environment because, you know, in every environment, you don't have to be competitive. Mm. That makes sense. So, yeah. I am. I, um, I, I, I don't know how this is going to make me sound, right? I really don't. But... When I'm, I, I train at the, the gym uh, six, seven days a week, effectively, right? And I always, all, always, and I don't know if any of them are going to watch this, but if they do, they'll probably speak to me now about it. But I always compete with other people in the gym, like always. And I don't, I don't speak to any of these people. But mm-hmm. then when, and I'm always like, but if he can lift this sort of, it's the only thing I can relate to because that's kind of um, sport. Because I, I class lifting weights as a sport. So oh, I, yeah. I I, mm-hmm. I, I compete with people in the gym and these guys are like professional bodybuilders and I don't have nothing on them. Like literally mm-hmm. can't touch someone weights and looks or nothing. But I'm always competing with them because I feel that you should kind of like run with people like that. But then when I'm in, at work and stuff like that and I'm like, um, okay, this person's, you know, doing this better than me or doing this better than me. I don't compete with them because I'm like, it's not that type of, that type of environment, like you're saying. So I can, I can really relate to you on that one to be perfectly honest with you. But what I want to, um, what I'm curious about yourself is just because of the answers, you know, you've given in that and they're, they're, they're very like, I think that this question will relate to them. I want to ask um, you personally, how do you deal with uh, negativity? In like general? Or in, in, well, we'll say, um, that's a good question. We'll say, um, we'll say, and we'll say, we'll do um, in general and we'll do in, um, We'll do, we'll do it in general. I think in general is a, a, a safer one. So we'll do it in general. How do you deal with like negativity towards yourself? I just don't focus. Don't focus at that, uh, uh, negativity towards me because it's, it's just energy just wasted in it. Like, I don't like, obviously we live in a time, you said you're 26, right? I'm 26, yeah, yeah. No, like I'm, I'm 30. So we still like were in the generation of not being on social media. Mm-hmm. They're like I can switch off, you know. If I get abuse online, I can just turn my phone off. It's not like I'm not going to like whinge and like play victim about it. It's like because we we like I said, we came from a generation and not like obviously we had phones and stuff, but we weren't. I wasn't. I'm not like someone who's addicted to social media and all this sort of stuff. So like, if I do get negativity, it's whatever, man. Like if that's how you think, and that's how you think. But a lot of the times, negativity comes from people who don't really know you. Mm. So if it if you know if someone knew me and they're negative towards me, let's actually sit down and talk about it. But if it's someone who doesn't know me, it's just like cool. So that's how you think, great. Like it's, it's not gonna like you're not gonna bother me out. What I'm gonna 
what my purpose in life is just like great <laughs> yeah that's yeah i yeah you're, you're exactly right and uh, we're we're from the i would personally say you're right we're from the exact generation because you know i have a um you know shout out apple here iphone sitting here but like i to me that's amazing because i still remember my mum one of my mum's first we'll go back um we'll go back 16 years ago when i was 10 11 i still remember when having the roll-up windows and then I remember when my mum got the car, a car with the electric windows. I must have pushed it. I don't know what I look like. I must have pushed it up and down about a hundred times. And she was, she was like, "What on earth are you doing?" And I'm like, "Because this is crazy." But then jump, jump forward, you know, to today, and that we're talking online on a system where you know you're in London, which is about eleven hours away drive for me, like ten hours something like that. It's, it's quite far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that um, personally, uh, I think it's uh, you have to have a kind of, and I've had to develop it with my mental health, and that is having. You have to develop a thick skin a little bit and I get a lot of it um, and I've had a lot of it with being you when I used to be overweight and things like that I did get a lot and I, I, I you have to I think you have to develop a, a skin nowadays that people don't actually have I think it's that if you're proud of the work you do and if you're proud of what you do every single day that's that's it and as long as you're doing what you want to do but I, I realize with certain people and um, I completely sympathize that that's way easier said than done for most people most people cannot do that they just can't turn off which i can appreciate but yeah you, you, you know, your way of looking at negativity is you know it's quite good but something i else want to you know i think a good question to go off of that would use would we'll say and this is well, well i'll do two parts to this uh, to this question um i want to ask you what's your biggest flaw professionally and then personally or personally than professionally you can answer it whatever way you want it's up to you Professionally, hmm. maybe um, I know it's like the cliche thing, but like you know, when it was um perfectionist and stuff. But like, I think for me, it's just like because if I'm working on something, I want it to be the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. So like, if they even if there's like a a little niggle here and there, it's just like uh, like it, even when I post stuff online, like for these places, like I just my side but I look back like I look back on it even when they post on YouTube and stuff. It's just like how could I have improved that? Like, there's a basketball game that, wait, okay, I added that dunk, but he did a dunk like five minutes later. I probably could have added that one because it, it would have made more sense to the context of the game. Mm-hmm. It's weird, I know, but yeah, I, I think maybe it's because like I care too much, but like I said, I have a passion for sport. So, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, personally, right, yeah. <laughs> that's probably more relationships. I'm very like, uh, I keep myself to myself. Like even if I have a girlfriend, it's just that, like I'm sort of very independent. Like, okay. I like I can do stuff like with my girlfriend stuff, but like I don't always want to speak to you like five hours a day. <laughs> so maybe I like to like I do like to keep to myself. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to call that a flaw, but yeah, it is. I'm like no, I think that that um, personally, I I I because I my, my biggest flaws now. My biggest flaw is the fact that I can't go to sleep and still until something, and I don't have any like, um, I think you call it ADD, I think that's what it's called, or there, there is an actual um, health issue type thing, but if I know I've got work to do or a test to do or anything, and I know it's on, for example, it's Wednesday today, and if I know it's on Friday, I'm like, I can't sleep until I literally get that thing done. So as soon as somebody tells me, Kyle, I need you to do work on, because it's the ninth today, so we'll say the 11th. I need you to do this for the 11th, for example, sake. I can't switch off. Like, I can't be like, I can't go to sleep that night until I get that done. And that's yeah. that's a flaw because it starts short and sleep. I start diverting things that I didn't used to do. 
But my, my, my thing personally is that I look into things way too much and I overthink. That's my biggest flaw. And anybody who, anybody who knows me recently, um, and big shout out to Cammy Payton, who's well watched this and because he does watch all of them. And I just want to say a huge shout out to him who's helped me help me a lot recently. He's a professional hockey player. And he was saying uh, he, we were, were quite close and he, uh, that he's helped me, but I, I, I overthink way too much. So if somebody tells me a situation, I look way too much into it and it builds, blows up into this you know, huge air balloon that it, it didn't need to do that. But then it pushes people away. So that's what I'm trying to, that's, that's my biggest flaw. But yeah, I think that, you know, you said being a perfectionist is a flaw. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I say it's because you know how good you are at your work. So you want to show other people how good you are versus you don't yeah. want to like put anything out. I'd say that's actually a good thing that you are kind of like that, to be honest with you, especially with being in media. Uh, my thing is when I see it, because I obviously I watch countless highlights from everywhere else. So like, like the worst, like not to like say that I'm bigger than like them, but like the NFL, but only because it's like automated highlights so that like there's no human who actually does it. Mm. So I don't know if you watch the NFL highlights on, you, on their YouTube channel and it's like, you do. So have you noticed like whenever like a play goes in between one or like one play to the next play, the audio just doesn't make sense to be like, so that was a great play from, and then it goes to the next clip because like a human's not doing it. Mm-hmm. But like I even watch it now, I'm just like, is no one watching this? Like I'm a fan, like I want to like, I want it to sort of like be smooth. When you watch the Premier League highlights, it's smooth and you can tell someone like a human has actually put a touch to it clearly. Yeah. Like, so, like you see it, it's like, Ugh. Like, I, don't, I just, the fact that millions of people are going to watch it, that's the thing. So it's just like, you put it out, you don't, you don't want to put out garbage. <sighs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah, exactly. And it's, again, it's because it comes down to, it's like, because you know what kind of a job you do and you know the time and effort you put into it versus why can't other people do it? You know what I mean? It's, it's a job at the end of the day, but you, you clearly need to have that little bit of perfectionism when you're putting media on, considering the amount, I mean, it's what, 2 billion people go on uh, Instagram uh, every single month. And I think it's 387 million people go on, for example, Tumblr. So I had to do a research task on it. Um, and that's the two ones I chose because Tumblr is a strange one. But anyway, the, that's, you know, if, if that amount of people could potentially, not necessarily, but potentially see your work and your face is on that, your face is there somewhere and they'll know exactly you. It, it does show like a... To be honest with you, it's quite a good thing that it's, again, I, I, I think it's a good thing like that, personally. But what I want to ask you is, um, is, is this is a, a, a deep question, right? And it's because it's, it's one that I, I have a passion about, and is how do you value your time, like your time personally? How do you value it? I think when it's, when it's time to work, I'm focused and sort of like put distractions away, you just sort of just you write your goal for the day sort of thing or have that mental goal for the day you just smash it um yeah yeah let me say that yeah yeah i think that it's yeah it's a it's, it's a weird question it's a question that um i'll be honest with you is that somebody um in a podcast uh, after we recorded i won't say who it was because i promised i wouldn't but somebody that was has been on my show um, yeah, yeah. we had a conversation and um, he asked me that he was like you asked me all these questions but I want to ask you something it's like how do you value time and I couldn't answer it 
and I had to answer it like a couple I, had, I think I answered it three days later I think because it was on the Saturday so then I think I answered it on the Tuesday or the Wednesday and I was like it's not as if I'm missing your answer but I've been thinking about it that long and I even spoke to my yeah. lecturers and stuff and I was like this is how I actually value it so I told them you know I told him personally exactly how it was but yeah, that's, that's a good question. I did, like the, the first thing that came to my head was just like doing work and just being focused and stuff. But maybe if it's like outside of work, um, I guess you could probably say spending time with friends and family. I mean, if it's someone like, for example, on Sunday, like my friend who I've known since like I was like five, he came over to my house, we played table tennis for like five hours. We had a pizza sort of thing. And it's like, I don't, I value my weekends a lot. Mm-hmm. And I give up time from my weekends to like certain people and he's one of them mm-hmm. so like yeah I don't know it's sort of like I'll give time for people who I know they're worth giving time for I guess but yeah it's my way of, yeah <laughs> thanks man I appreciate it um means a lot but I yeah I know and those of you who know me will know this is my answer and um and I've said it quite a few times um recently to be honest with you is that I value every second somebody gives with me so the fact that we've been on this call not like I'm ending it anytime soon I'm just just for example sake that you know the fact that we've been on this call for maybe 45 minutes and that that means so much to me because that's 45 minutes of your life you can't get back but you spent it talking to me that means the world I mean there was somebody in uh, the gym yesterday that came over and had a two-second conference all he did was say a certain thing in the gym about what I was doing and things like that and then walked clean away and shook my hand and I was like wow that guy just gave me two seconds of his life he can't get back that's how I value time and I value that every second I put into something or put into someone or that it means a lot and every if, if even if I'm in um for example I'm going to Clark's Bakery tonight and uh, Dundee which is good like uh they make like your own wraps and chicken and rice and stuff like that but uh, so I'm going there and uh, the fact that the cashier will stand and have a conversation with me that means the world to me because you you don't need to you don't need to talk to anybody and you don't need to give your time to anybody. So I feel that if somebody is willing to give you one second of their life, that's one second you can't get back. So I think you should, I personally value every second and every minute and every hour that somebody actually puts into me, especially when it's like, you literally don't have to do it. There's nothing, it's when somebody doesn't get anything from it. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a completely different way of looking at it. But I think it just comes down to that's the way my mum's always taught about it, that every, every, you know, every time somebody spends a second with you, Kel, you really need to realise that, because I didn't realise it for a while, and you need to realise that that's a lot because they can't get that time back. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a weird one, but yeah, I think that, um, you know, it, it brings us down to like, uh, so if you're putting, um, for example, sake, if you're doing some content or something like that for Amazon or anything like that, and you're putting just for just for saying, say, you know, 12 hours, 24 hours, whether it be a week's work or whether it be like a couple of weeks worth and working that. How do you um how when they give you like, oh, you know, that's really good, Damien, or, you know, that's really good, buddy, buddy, blah, blah, blah. How does that help you or does that, you know, or does do, how do you take the gratification side of stuff like that's really really good and stuff or does that not affect you you just literally move on to the next work i think when you like when you're sort of starting out that's the things those are the sort of things you want to hear mm-hmm. um not to say you don't want to hear when you're like three four years into it even if you're like 20 years into it mm-hmm. but it's just sort of just like onto the next sort of thing if you obviously we watch sports because mm-hmm. obviously Man City won the, the league last year and it's just like on to the next it's like, you know like yeah we are champions cool we can enjoy the moment but it's, it's just on to the next now you know it will differ from the first time they won it 
But after the fifth or sixth time, it's just like, cool, yeah, I'm to next. Let's see if I can make content just as good as what I did the last time, which you praised me for. Let me see if I can sort of replicate that. Hmm. Um, you get it. I mean, obviously, uh, the last thing I did for tennis was I sort of, uh, what match did I do? I can't remember if it was an Adele game or it was just someone played and the producers are like, oh, damn me, highlights is gone. I was like, cheers, and just carry on with the next highlights and just making sure that that's gone, that's it. It's just, mm. you know, um, yeah, no, you don't, for me, like I try not to dwell on it as much, even though it is positive, even though it's positive feedback, and that sounds weird, mm. but you just sort of just want to just be consistent. Mm. That's all. Like, I'd hate for someone to say, you know, like, oh, damn, you know, you have to make loads of fixes and that, for me, like, it's just like, so, like, you just, I don't know, it's just on to the next. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's it's a weird question because a lot of people don't know how, they're like, oh, I love getting told this, and I'll, but I'm like, but does that mean you're just trying to, like, you know, you're, does that drive you in a lot of things? And a lot of people, that it doesn't drive them. Like, it, the, the positive things they get, that just comes with the job. Like a lot of people yeah. say, oh, that just comes with what I do. But is that the same with yourself? Is what if if does that drive you, or if not, what actually does drive you in a different sense from you know the question I already asked? What drives me to like be better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what drives you to be like do better, like maybe work more and all this sort of stuff. Have you got anything that really, really, really passionate apart from the fact that your dad works, you know, loads of hours? Um, yeah. Is that is that would you say that's just it, or is there another thing to it as well? Well, drives me. Is- the fact that I get to work in the environment I wanted to work in when I was working at Lidl. Mm. I was working in Cineworld and I was working in all these places. Like I was doing those shifts, you know, carrying whatever floorboarding or whatever, making pizza and all this stuff. And it's like selling popcorn. And it's just like, oh man, I can't wait to get to this position. Because even like you were saying, when you are in a customer service environment, you talk to people. And a lot of the times people are in like, for example, um, I think uh, some people will come like from work. They will have like their BBC tag. They say, oh, why wow, you work for the BBC? And it's oh, yeah, I do work for the BBC. And it's just like, they're just coming on their time up to watch a film and I'm like working there. So it's almost like, I want to be in your position. Like, I don't even know what they do there, like, but I just want to be in your position. So I don't know, that, that, the fact that I get to do what I want to do is, that drives me alone. Mm. Yeah. You know? that's- what I'm curious as well, to be honest with you, is that because I've never actually, um, I've never worked for Amazon directly, but um, I think it was about, um, there was a situation happened that I can't talk about because I signed something saying that I wouldn't say anything, but um, I worked for Amazon doing security for about three or four weeks because that's all literally I was needed. And uh, when, you know, I think that how how does it feel to because and then I again I never worked for them directly it was the company that I got contact do you want to come up and do a couple of shifts body body blah, blah, blah and I was like yeah of course why not it'd be amazing and it's it's an I was obviously in a warehouse it was it was incredible but um how does it feel to work for such a big company like because Amazon's you know I personally I would say one of the most biggest diversified companies in the world so how does it feel to get to even I know you're freelance but still how does it because you still you still work for them so how does it get how does it feel getting to work for them. Um, it's sort of, I mean, I think it'll be very different to what people would think it is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if I said I work for Amazon, it's like, they'll probably think, it's, is it a warehouse job? Is it a logistics sort of thing? Are you deli- a delivery guy for them? But, like, obviously, Amazon have their fingers on a lot of pies. 
Mm-hmm. So I work for Amazon, like sport doing the tennis. So it's, I, I literally come in and it's almost as if I'm like, because we use the same systems as we used to edit cycling and basketball and stuff. It's literally just the same. It doesn't feel different. I don't know. It's weird. But um, yeah, it's, it's a weird question because it doesn't feel any different. It's you literally make it. Um, obviously, there'll be a producer there, you liaise with them. And then, yeah, it just goes on the Amazon. I'm not sure if you have Amazon, but it'll go on the Amazon, um, the streaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just watch it. And sometimes I watch some of the stuff I've heard. So what we're doing is for Amazon, what we're doing right now, well, I did it last week, I'll be doing it this weekend. It's for Amazon uh, France. So it's, we won't be seeing it as a UK audience, but I've done some stuff before as a for the UK audience. So it's like the Barcelona Open. And it's just making like sort of day highlights. And it's, calm it's just you sort of come in and just you get assigned your task wherever you can sort of just I think for that tournament like like there's like 15 games and I can decide which five I wanted to put in there but you have to put obviously the big people Salandal and Djokovic and all the big guys basically mm. put, put sort of day highlights together you work with Leah's with the Amazon producer who's they're all really cool yes yeah, it's, it's really it's really chilled i i, I didn't it doesn't i, I think you're saying before because I, I am a freelancer it's just it doesn't feel like i'm working for amazon i guess i don't, I don't know maybe if i was actually a part of the team maybe it'd feel different but because i'm just a freelancer they just they just need me to literally make a pilot to go home i'm a mercenary basically <laughs> take care of business and then go back again basically yeah yeah how um is there so you know you you know, as I'm saying, and it's 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 making me lost the words a little bit because that's such it's an incredible thing getting to do what you love every day, and uh, the fact that you work for that you know freelance and so you do work for them, we'll just say, on uh, with that company. But so where where do you go from here? Like where where do you want to go? I won't say five years because five years is not a lot. What I've realised anyway, when you want to be in media and when you want to do anything, really, five years isn't a long time. So where where in ten years time where would you personally say you want to be like where 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 are you looking at where's the where's the 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 maybe we'll say like dream position that you want to what you're working towards right now. So yeah, I'd love to sort of what similar to what you were saying before. Like obviously you want to be in a position to put people in position, mm-hmm. and that's what I'd love to do. Because even when I was an intern in there for IMG, like whenever there was like. Um, uh, I think we had like the next batch of people to be the interns. I, I would always help out whenever it was like I think there was like college kids they wanted to work in the in, uh, in the company as well, like doing a similar sort of scheme. Like I helped out that sort of thing. So like, you know, I in the next ten years, obviously, I'd love to be in a position where um, I'm senior um, mm. and I can be like, and I've obviously in the last. I look back in 10 years and be up so deceased for that sort of stuff. But I'd have to be in a position where it's just like, I want to, there was even someone in the company before, like IMG, and he was someone who like created the scheme for like graduates to come and whatever. And like, that's, I'd love to be in his position in like 10 years time. Just like, you know what? I work for ABC company, whatever. And hey guys, I think we should create a scheme for people who don't get a chance to, you know, I don't know. Do you, ever, do you know the, um, the show on BBC called The Rap Game? I've, I've heard of it. I've, I don't watch it, to be honest with you, but I've heard of it. I've heard of it before. The reason I like that show is because, like, they don't, like, so the premise of the show is to obviously try and win a, a record deal, mm-hmm. but, or a single deal, whatever. 
um, but they don't just look at artists from London, which is what a lot of people were sort of focused towards artists from London. They look at artists from everywhere. And like, there was even one guy from Scotland, like, and I like that because like, I've never heard anyone being a Scottish rapper before. So I want to hear your story. I've heard the London stories. I grew up in London. Mm. I know every London angle. <laughs> like, I want to hear the Birmingham story. I want to hear the Manchester story. And in 10 years' time, I want to be in the position where I create something to allow people from wherever they are in the world, you know, you're a man, woman, whatever. And if you like sport, come come along. Let's try it at least. If it's not for you, friend, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least just come and just, here's the opportunity, basically. Mm. That's, that's what I'd love. That's the position, position I'd love to be in the next 10 years. Yeah, I think that, you know, and um, I've never actually mentioned it on a podcast there, but um, I won't mention it now. And what, you know, uh, Dami is relating to is is that I said to him that I want to be in a position where, um, like what he said, that I can put people with people that I know and made connection with and be like, you know, would, could I get fired? Because I always, when I, when I um, even though I've known people, I can know people for, I'll just go back to Kami again because I see him quite a lot in the gym. And if I'm even going to, if I'm going to him to talk about any in particular, I will ask him, even though I've known him for, you know, quite a while, I will I'll be like, can I get five minutes of your time? And if he's like, yeah, that's fine. If not, he's like, I'm in a rush. I'm like, cool, get you another time. But if I can get them and then I ask him, you, for example, I you know somebody asked me the other day about getting into sport and following his dreams. So then I I, I spoke to Cameron and he gave me some advice and I gave that advice to him. And uh, again, it comes down to like, it's just a position I want to be in and I want to create something that people can, I can put people in dreams positions without getting any reward because I don't want anything from it. I just want to be, I know what it's like to have um, a drive and an ambition and not know how to get there. But then I you know was able to put myself in positions to then put myself with the right people to then put myself in to where I was a couple of years ago, like I was talking to you about before, that um, I left with a really good paying job, but then it put me in a position to then put me in another position to then, you know, do what I managed to do over the last couple of years. And this, it's it, it's crazy. It's just a, it's a, a non-gratification type stuff. It does feel good to help people, but I, I, I more so do it because I know what it's like to, to struggle and I don't want other people going through that. So that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I, I want to be able to, you know, because I know what it's like to... um. I'll be open with everybody. You know, I, I know what it's like to have really damaging and be at ground zero. So if I know somebody's at ground zero, I'll do everything in my power financially. And I don't have loads of money either, but it does, you don't need loads of money to help somebody financially. One pound, what was it, 150, 160? I don't know. Whatever it is gets you a coffee at McDonald's. So even buying somebody a coffee to then help them out means, could mean you never know what that could do to somebody. You never know. So that's, that's, that's you know, what he's relating to. But I want to know... Um, a question that I usually ask people at the start, but you know, I, I think that it's more relatable now. Have have you always known what you wanted to do in life? Like, have you always, since you're a you know a little boy, compared to where you are now, you know, have you always known you wanted to be involved in media and like in sport, you know, and that necessary thing? Or was there another route? I know you said about football and stuff, which is awesome, but is it was there another route that you wanted to take? You were like, I actually see myself in this when I'm when I'm older that's what we all say when we're younger when I'm older or was it always like no media sport that's where I want to go yeah uh, I said this before actually uh, it's weird because obviously when you're like five six whatever like you just say like random stuff but I wanted at five I wanted to be a police um, a fireman mm-hmm. you know like you drove like fireman pains and stuff like that and when I got to about when I to be honest Growing up in England, obviously you watch football all the time. So I, I always knew I wanted to do something sport related. I just didn't know what it was. Obviously, at that time it was to be a footballer. 
but you know that's, that doesn't always work out um so i don't know when it got to about uh after school uh i wanted to do media in, in uh secondary school but like it was too full for gcse so mm. i just like fair enough so when it got to college i just like oh i didn't get a chance to do media in college so i was like well let me just give it a go so in their course we got to like film edit we got to make like movies we got to make documentaries we got to make a music video me and my friend in our final major project for college we made um like a parody of star wars sort of thing we actually want to work for it yeah so like yeah i'd probably say like the media bit of it was probably college but the sports media side of it was probably at university because that's when we actually got a chance to obviously you got to come up with creative ideas in college but at university like there was more on the line so you had to really be creative so the first I'll probably say the first sports like thing I ever did was to I did like a seven minute documentary on a welfare basketball team. Mm-hmm. This was probably 2012 or 2013. So that after I did that, I said, "This is what I want to do. This is exactly what I want to do." And it's weird because I didn't realize until I was like 23. You understand? So it's just like this is exactly what I would want to do, like filming or being a part or editing whatever like sports content in whatever capacity if it's like Paralympics if it's a world-renowned celebrity whatever or sports star which would obviously still would still be the dream hopefully um yeah I just I just knew that this is exactly what I want to do even, even like I think it's still on YouTube now like I think I watched it probably like a year ago I was just like wow I just can't believe I pulled this off sort of thing because it, it took a while to get the pieces in where it's supposed to be and stuff but yeah and i think for my masters as well i did um a documentary on um the so you know, have you heard of the death olympics before yeah yeah i've heard of that yeah yeah so and i didn't for our final major project we had to make a 15 minute documentary and i didn't know what to make it on so i was just like well let me sort of like i know i know what i want to see so let me just do my research and then i was, I was going to do a story on like paralympics like a lack of funding in paralympics but I realized that they get a lot of funding. Just I noticed there's like an article with like the Death Olympics. I was just like, Death Olympics? What is that separate? I didn't, I thought it was the same as the Paralympics, but they have their own separate Olympics mm. called the Death Olympics, of course. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And uh, I started doing more research into it, more research into it. And I was just like, I hope, well, I'm happy that I got to make what I wanted to make and it made sense and I got a decent grade for it. But the grade, I didn't care about the grade. Even when I saw it in my punch, oh, we got like the first class, I was just like, oh, distinction, I just like, cool. Like, I'm happy, cool, but I just like, the fact that I got the story out there, for me, that's what I want to do. That's why I made this. I didn't make this for a grade. I made this for the story out there, sort of thing. So, I don't know, it's just that thrill when you know what you want to do and you're doing it. You're just like, yeah, this is it. Like, this you're in that environment you're just like man i can't believe i'm here sort of thing and you just got to like it was sort of what you're saying before it's just you just want to just keep going and it's on to the next sort of thing so yeah yeah i mean you know you're saying um what you said i think you said 23 that you had you 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 knew where you wanted to go is that am i am i right in saying that yeah 23 yeah it's just it's just because you know everything everything you're saying is so you know it takes me a while to take everything in and it's you know everything you're saying is it's it's hitting me back and it's 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 actually motivating me but what I will say is um you said 23 and uh 25 believe it or not last November um was when I realized I was like you know what I actually this is where I want to be 
before I was 18 and that, I had a, I'm not talking about it on, on a, this type of platform, but like, um, I will talk to you about it after and that, that I, I, I had a really weird growing up and stuff like that. And I actually didn't know what I was going to do. I went to college. I've done, um, <laughs> I've done uh, construction. I've done, um, I've done uh, built environment stuff, which is like, um, if you're going to build a building and it's all to do with like the groundwork and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I've worked in security, I've worked in shops, I've worked in, um, I've worked in gyms, I've worked, I've worked in loads of different places. And it wasn't until last year when I was actually sitting doing a, a project I had to do for college. And it was a mental health documentary. And I, I, when I sat down, I was like, you know what, I'm actually good at this. I'm good at directing people. I'm good at that. So t- 25. So I think I can definitely relate to you. And I think that what a lot of people don't realize is it's not necessarily the fact how you know, if you know, you go to uni and you're doing all this sort of stuff. I mean, I know people that are, for example, I know somebody that is in, he did business at uni, but he's not even involved in business now. Like, I'm sure he's a, some sort of teacher teaching, what is it? What does he teach? Something to do with sport. Um, not, not like, um, sport science or I'm not, I'm not sure to be honest with you. It's not coaching or nothing like that, but I know he did, he does something like that. I'm not, I, I literally have no idea, but then I know other people that have studied stuff in construction and now they're personal trainers because they, they've realized that I actually don't like this. Like I like, they were wanting to be quantity surveyors. So they realized the money is like, you know, 50,000 pound a year at some points. It's really, really, really good money. But then, so they didn't like what they were doing. So they left the 50 grand a year stuff to become personal trainers. And it's completely, it's nowhere near what they were getting, not even close. It's probably 30 grand less, but they, they, it's still the fact that money doesn't necessarily define what you want to do it's when you when you're doing what you want to do then the money comes that's the gratification type thing exactly like even now when you obviously as a freelancer now you can sort of sort your rate out now and stuff like that i'm just like obviously i'm not going to just be like yeah i'll go for the lowest rate obviously because i've no experience but i'm just like i just sort of do something in the range where it's just like both parties can sort of meet in the middle i'm just like to be fair it's what it is like i'm i'm like Best example actually is today I had a, a meeting to hopefully do some stuff for the Olympics to be like a video editor for the Olympics. And they gave the rate and I was just like, honestly, I'm happy. Like the, the fact that I get to work in the Olympics like for two weeks, like for me, that's enough. Like, <laughs> and again, it's, not, it's just the thing you're saying about a person being the surveyor or whatever, getting 50K to 20K, it's just like, the money's not the issue it's the fact that you're doing what you want to do in your life you mm. can control your life and you are doing what you want to do in that life that is obviously i mean obviously you need money to live but it's like as long as you're happy it's, it's your mental is the most most important thing man you don't want to be in a job where it's just like you're getting all this money and i'm not being challenged it's not my passion it's just i'm just coming to work and it's just like a robotic thing it's just like work, uh, yeah, cool, yeah. It's just like, well, you actually in like, can you know that saying they will say about that Monday morning? Mm-hmm. So if you wake up on Monday morning and it's just like, oh, work, mm. probably isn't for you. But if you wake up Monday, it's like, oh man, it's Monday, I can't wait. It's mm. like, obviously, you're doing what you love, clearly. So I, I even um, taught English in Spain for a year. Oh, wow. And the money wasn't great, but I loved it. That's mm. amazing. Like it was, it was so like rewarding that that experience was. Well, I've worked in summer camps as well and stuff like that. The money isn't great, but you get to like teach kids different stuff. You get to see different people from around the world. Like it's more the experience, isn't it? So, yeah, I think health before wealth is something that I've had to um, 
and force it myself. And I'll be um, on a personal level. I'll open up to about something that I never thought I was ever going to open up to about in a podcast. And uh, you know, to yourself as well, because I think I, I think you know, I just I don't. You, I think it's it's about time in that. You know, there's been recently a lot of times that I've been put, I've been put tested recently, um, and different. This does have a, a way to what we're saying, by the way. It just it's going to take a couple of minutes. I've been tested recently about a lot of different things, and um, I've spoken to different things, and uh, I'm not really wanting to talk about, you know, my necessary religion or that. On, um, you know, with being a Buddhist, I'm in that is what I and I've fallen. I've spoken to people in that, and I've spoken to people in all various different walks of life and stuff. And um, I, I dealt with a lot of negativity recently. And then that's something that I got told by uh, somebody in a certain place was like, listen, you, you're dealing with all this negativity and stuff like that, and it's affecting your health. And at the end of the day, this is what he told me. It was like, at the end of the day, um, the health, if your health isn't right, but you know, because my dream is to be, um, I know for a fact I'll be successful. I've always been dreamt that I'll be successful and I'll be able to hit that money mark. You know, I'll be the first millionaire in my family. That's why I always said, doing something I love. And he said, listen, you want to do that, you know, good for you, congratulations, but you have way too many negative people in your life. So I've had to now get in, it's, 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 um, it's gut-wrenching and it's heartbreaking and it's soul-crushing. But what, I, what he said, he was like, look, Kyle, health is wealth. So if you have good health and if you're doing what you love every single day, which I necessarily you could say I am, um, that's the main thing. That's the goal. The goal is to do that. The goal isn't to have lots and lots of money and still have all the negativity and still be drowning and stuff you need to get rid of. So I, I personally had to get rid of so many people recently and it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's really hard. But everybody will be able to relate to that is because once you get rid of that negativity, give it a couple of weeks and then you'll look back and you'll be like, that was probably the best move I ever made. It was the hardest move I've ever made, but it's the best move I ever made. And I think that I want to ask yourself, and um, you don't have to open up about any personal situation, but um, I want to ask yourself, have you ever had to deal with any, deal with anything like that where you've necessarily had to get rid of it? You don't have to name it, be a guy or a girl, just we'll class it as a person or you know whatever you go by in that. Um, but have you ever had a... a, a a situation where you've had to get rid of a person and you're like wow that was hard but it, it you had to do it for your own health sake i'm curious um yeah i mean i'd probably say maybe, maybe not health wise but just more like like maturity wise i'd say obviously you outgrow your friends like the friends you have when you're like five six years old you know you might outgrow some of them mm. you know like i'm lucky enough to still have be friends of the guy who came around my house on Sunday there's other people you meet later on in life and it's just like we may have met in college we may have met in school but that was school when we were like 12 and the sun like you might have grow certain people and it just is what it is people might um have certain ambitions in life and you are on your trajectory and they're just sort of just like not doing really much for their life and it's just like it's got to just I mean you're still friends with them but you don't really speak to them as much or open as much for this world. You're not gonna sort of help me evolve the same way I'd help you evolve. Mm. It's not like a reciprocal sort of relationship then it is, yeah. It's just, no, you can't force it at the end of the day. You know, people grow up, people move on, people switch careers, people move out from where they're living from, people live in another country and you people travel, you you get to see different stuff and if you come back and the same people you grew up with are still the same or whatever, it's just like, hey, you don't want to like think backwards. You don't want to go backwards. So 
yeah, it happens. Well, I've just been one or two people in my life that is just like, if we were talking every day or whatever, now it's probably just once in a long, long while. And I'm happy with that as long as we check, as long as we check in with each other, hey, how are you? All good? How's the family? Cool. That's it, really. That's that's what it comes down to. But now I won't open up to you as much as I used to. And yeah, we might have old jokes and stuff, but if you're not elevating the same way I am, then I'm not gonna. I'm. I don't. I don't really get left behind. Obviously, I have my purpose in life, and if you don't have a purpose in life, if I can help you, cool. And if you choose not to want to help, that's down to you, isn't it? So. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's. I'm. I can really relate to that. Is that? I mean, as I say, and um, I don't want to say too much, but just in case the 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 two people, it is two people to be honest with you. Just in case they, you know, watch this and then they see it and be like, "How dare you?" and all that sort of stuff. But it is, it's for me. It is literally, you know, it, it's so hard getting rid of people because the people I hang about with. Um, but I tell you what, right? I'll, I'll change, I'll change this answer up a little bit. It's the, the reason I asked you that question, right? It's because I know somebody, and um, again, I'm not going to say if it's a guy or a woman because I know that the person does watch my podcasts and it's really, it's really pushing me to keep doing this. Um, and they said, listen. I was married for 14 years and uh, to this uh, person and um, it was the best 14 years of their life. They never had, they never had kids or nothing like that because they were too um, career driven and business driven. So they didn't, act, they wouldn't, they didn't have time. They were, uh, he said, uh, well, there we go. It was a guy. <laughs> I stupidly said that there. He said that um, he was going to, but it, you know, situations and that. And he said, look, he was like, I was married for 14 years and uh, I can't, um, I had to leave that relationship because it was too taking too much time and negative energy and stuff to then move on to the next situation to move on to like where he is now and he's you know quadrupled as I don't want to talk about it a lot because I don't know how much he he talks about it but in a, in a nicer ways he's quadrupled his net worth he's got another house you know a couple more cars and things like that and he said the only reason he managed to do that is he was devoting time to his relationship that he wasn't getting back so it's like negative energy back all the time why are you working all the time why are you this why are you that but it's like, it's not that when, you know, you have the cars, you have the houses, you have all this sort of stuff. It's like, that's why you have it because of how hard this, you know, this person works. And he's, he's, he's very motivating. And that's, that's why I asked that question. It's like, because I'm curious to see, curious now as of this podcast onwards to see how people actually deal with that, because I'm having to go through it just now. And then, you know, what you said is hit home a lot. I won't get emotional now, but it's hit home a lot because I'll now take that on and be able to push that towards my situation. And then, you know, then once I know how to conquer it now, when somebody comes and asks me, you know, Kyle, how do I deal with this negative situation, this breakup to this relationship? I'll be like, well, go and watch Danny Sammy, Danny Sani, sorry, podcast, then come to me and listen to what he said. And then this is what I had to say. And this is what he told me. And then I'll be able to help that person who will then be able to help that person. And it's like a chain reaction of help, to be honest with you. And I think that's, I think that's what we need in this, you know, time and moment with all the negativity in that, because I think it's something like there was, was a study shown or something like that and it's like 10 percent of the relationships that were started before is, is it 10 percent or five percent i can't remember but it's something like that were started before um the first lockdown and now aren't together anymore and it's because yeah. of the negative energy it's absolutely crazy and i mean people around here um around you know not not directly where i stay but in the vicinity um that's happened with them that's happened a lot to them because they couldn't take they couldn't take the negativity that they're both giving each other 24 7 because of jobs and stuff so i think it does it does show and to be honest with you it shows a level of maturity as well when you know fine that you're not um you can then devote that time to yourself to then push forward to your career but the the, the one thing that i think that shows maturity with him and yourself very much so 
is that you still talk to the person. You still make sure they're okay. They still make sure you're okay. Rather than the childish thing being like, leave me alone. I'm never talking to you again. It's like, but you've got all this years and years and years with stuff. What happens now? You know what I mean? It's it's, it's really viable to yourself. Even with like, obviously, ex-partners as well. So like for me, um, if it ever ended on bad terms, like why wouldn't, especially if like you sort of uh, invested time into them, um, I'm still friends with my my the person I left my virginity to. I'm still friends with her, still talk to her. Mm. You know, like it's just platonic now. It's just how are you? How's life? She's, she's a nurse now. She's trying to get into a nurse and sort of stuff. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'm not gonna be like you know that was it and it never worked out. So why should we speak? Just you know, I, I, I you have to make the effort at the end of the day if there's someone who even it, it, like that's what I'm saying. Like growing up with someone, obviously they were obviously a big part of your life growing up or whatever. The memories are still there, but if the mindset's on the same, cool. You just you just you can still be admirable in it. So yeah, yeah, that's and yeah. I I relate to that not with the the progenitor thing because I'll be hundred percent honest. It was at a party and I was um doing <laughs> something I shouldn't have been doing when I was <laughs> when I was younger. We'll say that. Just in case anybody's watching, allegedly I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing, and uh, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was one of those guys, but um, just wild childhood. But yeah, I um, I had a mate. Uh, we were mates since I was twelve up until uh, last year, and this um, this this hits home a lot, and uh, I miss him, and I know he misses me. But we don't talk anymore, and uh, we had a phone, and we had a business together, and uh, I was I was working um. For, for example's sake, um, I don't know where I can relate to. It's like going from uh, Bychester or, or into the centre of London. It takes about 45 minutes. That was mm-hmm. the distance, because I've, I've got family that stay there. That was the distance I was travelling. So I was 45 minutes to work, for example. I started, so then I'd start, if, so I'd get up at three, get changed and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then I'd get my dinner and I'd drive. I'd start work at five. I'd work until half past seven in the morning. I'd then come home, probably get about, arguably because of traffic and stuff like that it was about half past eight it was a little bit longer than 45 minutes it was about half past eight then I'd work on the business for three or four hours then I'd get you know barely any sleep obviously 12 o'clock barely any sleep and then flipping on again and he wasn't putting in the effort like he wasn't he was like but I'm working nine to six and stuff I'm like but I'm working like 15 hour nights like how Mm -hmm. can't you put in and we we had a huge huge argument I was like you're not putting in any effort into the business and obviously I don't know nothing about business I learned it through that but he this is the guy that was in business and uh, so we we kind of clashed, but we we have I haven't spoken to him actually since um, last year, last November or something. And that's something you know I probably would be the bigger man to message him. And I might do that now that you've said that to be honest with you. Um, but I think it comes down to like yeah, it's a difference of opinions. I think that even though you fall out with someone or you know you have a a meeting with someone or you don't necessarily talk to someone all the time it does mean a lot. That person could necessarily be thinking about you as well. So messaging them, making sure they're all right, making sure they're okay. You never know what kind of response you're going to get back. So like that's, that's yeah, it's, it's admirable to yourself. But what I want to, you know, you know, I could genuinely talk to you for hours because he's very like, um, very relatable to a lot of people, to be honest with you. Like, you know, the way you're driven, the way the things you say, um, I genuinely think your 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 parents should definitely be proud of yourself, and that's something that I don't say a lot, but I genuinely think they should be, to be honest with you. And um, I let my dad know. I let my mum and dad know you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your dad. That's awesome. Um, he's he's the the 
to be honest with you, the fact that it's and it's hit home a lot because I never had a dad, but the fact how you said that you know he he was a taxi he, you know was a taxi driver and had five people to rely on in that, but still worked every single day, still came home, still made sure you were all okay, still put food on the table, but then still went out to work the next day. And he probably had negativity in his life and stuff like that, but then he still went and did that. Like that's 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 and that's admirable. So to to me, looking at from the end for looking at from the outside in. I would say that's necessarily why you are the way you are. Like you're driven, you're passionate. And even though if you have a little bit of negativity, you just, you're like, whatever, I know what I need to do and I've got a, a driven goal. So I think that's really like um, admirable to yourself. And I think your dad's somebody that um, I think a lot of people should definitely relate to what you said and relate to what he said and being able to be like, you know what, I want to be like that. How do I be like that type of thing? So yeah, I think it's, I think it's amazing to be honest with you. And I would say, I don't know your dad. But I'll just let that know to people. As a person, I don't know him at all. Um, probably amazing. He is an amazing man, but I don't know him at all. Um, but yeah, I want to say to yourself, you know, I want to um, thank you very much for coming on. But before we even get to ending it, I want to say, is there anything that you, you wish, you know, you could say to the younger version of yourself? Being like, this is what I want to, if you, if you, were, sat, if you were sat in a Zoom call, say I was the younger version of you, what would you say to yourself? Um, I'd actually say this like sort of live without fear and uh and sort of find out what you wanted to do as early as possible because it would have been all these like for example obviously like, like i said when you watch sports there's no one who can come out as a sportsman and say i started playing organized sports at 16 17 years old it's, it's way too late mm. you know they'll be like oh nadal held his first racket at two you know, David Bickham started kicking a ball like one month old, like something stupid like that. Like, so it would have been nice to have possibly found what I wanted to do in life a lot earlier. And, and even if it wasn't sports, just to find something, whatever I liked at the time and just really pursue it at that time. But that's probably the only thing I'd, I'd say. And just keep the work ethic and yeah, I think if starting early is really important. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Really, really important. That's one. That's one thing. Yeah, just uh, yeah, I, I would have wished to just start something that I'd like a lot earlier. I was into music as well, but I sort of stopped that. But even if I did that, like just to just continue with it, sort of thing, just don't stop because obviously I did find what I wanted to do at twenty three. But if had I done that five, even five years prior, you know, where imagine where I'd be now, sort of thing. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I, I and you know, as as you probably guess, I I think the exact same, like a hundred percent. I would tell myself, listen, stop. Okay, I'll be honest. I tell myself, stop hanging about with the people you're hanging about with. Stop doing what you're doing, and then focus on school. Because I think the biggest regret I have, um, and it's something that a lot of parents will tell you and stuff. But again, I'm not a parent. I'm only twenty six, and you usually hear this with somebody that's forty six, fifty six, sixty six. I'm 26. I, I openly say to people, the biggest regret I ever done was leave school in, four, in fourth year with barely any qualifications. And although I've managed to accumulate them through, you know, a HNC in sound production and NC in sound production, um, a HNC in radio and podcasting, and very a few a few other construction ones. So yes, I may have them now, but if I had had them, if I had left, and instead of just gallivant and when i was 15 if i had actually went to college or six well i think it was 15 16 i can't remember we'll just say that i think it was about that actually 
But if I was that age and uh, I wish I had just went to college, I would be so much further ahead. Well, maybe not, arguably, maybe not. But you, 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 there is that slight 50% chance that you could have been like so far ahead in life. And that's what I, as I relate to you on that big time. But yeah, I want to say, um, just before I say anything else, have you any social medias like Instagram and Twitter main, or, or Facebook, I guess, that you want anybody to follow and the usernames you want to shout out? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really like a social media person like that. Like, um, but if you want to follow my LinkedIn, I mean, that's probably the best. Uh, um, Dami Sani on LinkedIn, D A M M Y S A N N I. Um, yeah, if you want to get in touch, even if you want to have like a five minute chat or whatever, like you want advice or anything, search, search uh, my name through that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I know usually people be like, you know, Instagram, Instagram, so Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, like I have it, but it's not like I don't. I use it just for leisure. It's not like a serious. That makes sense. Yeah, as in LinkedIn is probably the most serious social media platform I have. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll put his LinkedIn name in the um in the description. And yes, there will be other people that come up, but you'll you'll obviously be able to find out him considering you know what he does will be in the bio so you'll be able to just look in the bio take exactly yeah, what he does I realize, actually, i'm not the only dummy sunny and i was just like oh okay are you the, <laughs> are you the only ver- version of your name the only one no nah, no nah, i'm not or you're not the only one all oh, right nah. right right <laughs> so I yeah well i was waiting to say yeah i'm i'm yeah. not the only kyle mercer there's hundreds yeah. <laughs> but yeah um thank you very much for coming on and uh thank you for your time you know time is valuable and i think that you know, I, I really appreciate the time you gave me. So I want to say thank you very much and um, good luck with everything in your future and everything that you've got planned. Good luck. You too, man. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, um, whatever you may do, and like, comment, subscribe, and see you all later. Thank you very much.